Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Sometimes the more constraints you have, it'll fuel more creativity in this example of just how to execute and whatever. But it really gets into when people hear no, they shut down and they walk away with their head down like, all right, I guess we're done. But ask the question why and really understand what's beneath it. There's ways to think about it that it's not just I got the no and so it's done. It's understand the really implications of all the different actions and see if you can bring that into the idea without changing the fundamental concept of the idea is the art. Welcome to today's episode of Brave Commerce. I'm Rachel Tippograph, the founder and CEO of Micmac. I'm Sarah Hofsetter, president of Profitero. And this is a show that talks about what's relevant in e-commerce for the world's biggest brands. Sarah, how many times do you hear no in a given day? Uh, from my husband, from my boss, from people who I ask to do things at work. In general, often, often. <laughs> how about yourself? Yeah, I, I realize at some point that my job is turning no's into yeses. It has to be. And like if a client's like, oh, I don't have budget for this. They're like, well, what's the cost of not doing it? Right, exactly. And you have budget somewhere. Might not be this amount. Right. Or I ask you to do something and you say, no, I can't because I'm too busy. Be like, okay, well, let's talk about how we reprioritize your time. Exactly. It is exhausting if the answer is always no versus a bias towards solution. But that's a big part of our job as leaders is to do that coaching is to say, Mm -hmm. okay, very rarely is this a yes or no, because the people that say yes are also as challenging because they bite off more than they can chew. And then one day they quit or they have a breakdown and you're like, what happened? Like, oh, well, you gave me too much. Well, you have to manage me too. I'll give you stuff. You say you'll take it. That's great. But like, how do you, how do you balance that? So balancing the no's and the yeses, they each come with leadership opportunities or challenges for us, right? A hundred percent. It's interesting seeing how no's and yeses play out in relation to creativity. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. Like if you said yes to every idea, then you just have a thousand bad ideas. And- <laughs> And then if you said no to every idea, then you would have no idea. Yeah. Having been agency side, I think for me, knowing yeses came two ways. A, I had to evaluate the ideas before they went to the client. And you never say no and you never say yes. You just kind of show the brief. That's why I love briefs. You just show the brief and you're like, does it meet the brief? Yes. 
Did the client sign off on the brief? Yes. All right. Well, now it's up to the client to decide if they like it or not. But if you're on the client side and you're on the receiving end of it, even if it does meet the brief, it's a whole bunch of questions. There's legal questions. There's functionality questions. There's so much more than just the ideas themselves. Well, we're about to hear how Todd Kaplan, the CMO of Pepsi, not only turned a no into a yes, but it also earned Pepsi a can lion. Not to mention selling a lot of soda. Oh, yeah, that little thing called revenue. Yeah, you know, commerce. I hear it's a thing. Well, on that note, let's bring Todd onto the show. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Good. I'm so happy I get to see you so often since it feels like it's industry season right now in New York. I know. I know. It's been good kind of connecting. Yeah, it's been awesome. So in preparation for today, I went back to your LinkedIn and noticed that you've been at PepsiCo for over 16 years. You know, in a talent world of today, of the great resignation, where it feels like employees treat corporate jobs like they're working at retail. How have you stayed loyal to a company for so long? It definitely was not by design. I will tell you that was not the uh, the plan. But what PepsiCo has been really great at is they are one of the best at uh, growing and developing and nurturing talent. You know, and a lot of people don't know how big PepsiCo is. It's you know over a seventy billion dollar company that. As you look at all the different brands and the different groups and areas and opportunities we have, they rotate folks every couple of years into a new assignment to grow and stretch and try new things and bring diverse perspectives into things. So it's not that I've been doing one thing for that amount of time. I've done everything from let our water portfolio. I worked in our food service business. I led our sports marketing, worked on Mountain Dew, energy business, all sorts of things over the years where you get exposure to different lines of business, different business challenges, different functional areas of expertise from product innovation all the way to creative brand communication and commercial marketing, working with the Walmart team and all that. So everything in between that ultimately it spits you out as a very well-rounded marketer. Listen, I've been very fortunate to be in a place that's done that. And if you're not learning, you're dying. So as long as I'm continually challenged by my roles, learning new things, trying to connect in new ways with consumers, as far as also leadership challenges within the team and how to continue to grow on that front as well, then um, kind of kept my head down and I've blinked and here I still am, but it's been a great ride and really been enjoying it. I agree. A couple of jobs ago, I stayed for 13 years and it really felt like I was continuing to progress and my curiosity was being sated. My cup was being full. So I totally get it. You're in an environment where you get to play a lot, but also being at the helm where you are right now, 16 years later, you've got to vet ideas. You've got to look at things from so many different perspectives. You've got up, down, sideways pressures coming in. You've also been known to say that the best ideas start with no. What does that mean? That sounds like the way I talk to my kids. <laughs> what is the last idea you said no to and then say yes to? By the way, Todd, my kids are in their 20s and I'm still saying no. Well, it's one of those things. Listen, I to make impact and do things that are cutting edge or push culture forward or might be a little hard to do or difficult. When you put that lens of a big company and a bureaucratic, you know, a lot of layers, a lot of people to go through, a lot of people in every meeting, it's very easy for large companies to just be like, yeah, it's not worth the risk. Yeah, it's too hard. Yeah, we're too late. Yeah, it costs too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then ideas just die before they're even given a chance to be born. For the right ideas, you know, I tell my 
team to uh, take no as a request for more information. That doesn't mean always, and that doesn't mean be difficult or anything, but what it means is when you tease something up and if our legal team says, oh, I'm not sure about this, or our R&D team says, oh, well, maybe we should focus on this or supply chain or finance or all the other cross-functional folks you got to work with, a lot of times they have really good viewpoints. And again, if you look at how different functions in the organization are motivated and rewarded based on, it's not always on the same things that a marketer or building a brand is, is trying to achieve. And so the more you can understand and empathize with those stakeholders and what they're really pushing on, and rather not just take the no as like, well, I guess this is dead, but really take to heart the essence of it retool the idea and considering some of that and really bring those stakeholders along on the journey. A lot of times you can do some really uh, breakthrough things that uh, you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. I have a, a similar philosophy, Todd, especially when it comes to sales and how I coach my sellers. I see no as a good thing because then you find out the objection. Yeah. What I tell them is the most dangerous thing is silence Yeah. because silence is the true no in my mind. Totally. Well, that's another thing too, is that you want to know where you stand always. And we have this thing called the PepsiCo way we talk about internally where it's this idea of one of them is this idea of voicing your opinion fearlessly and making sure no matter what level you are, what room, what meeting, let people know where you stand. And now obviously do it in the right way, of course. Silence is one of the worst things is this kind of people assume you're complicit when you're not really even supporting something. That's even worse because no one's really supporting it, but everyone's just going along with it. That's a puts you in even a worse situation. So it's better just have the right discussions for sure. Silence is violence. Mm -hmm. Somebody once said, I don't remember who said it and it might not have anything to do with work, but yes, agreed. So what was an idea that you said no to that ended up coming to life? Well, it's not ones that I've said no to. It's ones that the organization, I think as a whole has said, there's countless examples of this, but I would say a lot of times there are things that have different levels of legal risk or different levels of issues that could cause issues for companies. So we launched this campaign about a year ago called Better with Pepsi. It's really about associating Pepsi with food and about making sure what we call situational salience, that Pepsi is associated with the right foods. And there's this really rich insight we had around from a product standpoint, hamburgers actually taste better with Pepsi. There's science behind it, how it breaks down the grease in your mouth, how the citric acid complements the taste of the burgers and all that stuff. And Pepsi tastes better with burgers than our competitor does. There's a cultural insight and truth that most of the big burger chains pour our competitor and not us. And I said, that's interesting. There's an interesting idea there. So we built this really creative execution. I'd encourage you to check it out. And it won all these awards at Cannes this past year and all that stuff. But basically where we found a way to hide our logo within the um, Burger King, McDonald's and Wendy's logos and this concept of burgers go better with Pepsi. And you're not always on the menu, but we're always in the picture trying to encourage consumers to make their own choice. If they want the best tasting experience, just to try our beverage with it. Anyhow, as you get into the type of execution, we had to find a way to do it that didn't interact with those burger chains IP, right? Now you're getting a room of like, three major companies, lawyers, like saying, what's happening? And you're manipulating that push. They said, absolutely not. You can't put your logo in there. That's their IP. They will come at you, cease and desist, all that. So, okay, so let's take that feedback, work with the creators. And what we ended up doing is we found a really creative solve and said, all right, rather than manipulating the logo or putting our logo on top of it, what if we actually find their actual rappers and we find a origami artist to fold their wrappers from the burger in a way that actually will show the logo. We're not manipulating anything. We're just folding their paper and we're putting a circle over it to show where the Pepsi globe would go. And they're like, 
yeah, there's nothing they can do. So brilliant. So it was like, that's just a very specific example of like getting into the craft of, but there's a million bigger picture things around, you know, launching new brands we've done. I've launched bubbly sparkling water and life water and created these new brands on our water portfolio that had tons of no's and barriers along the way. I feel like every day there's a, a bunch of no's that we always push on no matter what it is. Yeah, that's just something we do every day. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brain or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Okay. The ROI of Better with Pepsi was no lawsuits. <laughs> well, no, the ROI also was we, I mean, we grew uh, well over 30 points in situational salience in one year and got all this earned media and got a ton of, we flipped three burger chains from Coke to Pepsi. I mean, like wow. it was a huge, huge success for us. And yeah. So that was just one very small example. Awesome. It's a great example. And maybe the tip for our audience is how to go from no to how, because it's all about creative solutioning. Like when I worked on Oreo, we always had these issues, especially when we worked on the daily twist, yeah. whatever it was a decade ago of how do you work around the issue? How do you pick on cultural insights where everybody's kind of going to be in on it and you don't need to do it the most kind of normal way, if you will. And in fact, doing it in an unexpected way is better from a marketing perspective. And yes, does also happen to answer the question uh, legally. Yeah, no. And it's one of those things that sometimes the more constraints you have, it'll fuel more creativity in this example of just how to execute and whatever. But it really gets into when people hear no, they shut down and they walk away with their head down like, all right, I guess we're done. But Ask the question why and really understand what's beneath it. Because a lot of times, even if we wanted to do it the other way, we could have still done it. There's just a risk profile we want to take on. And whether we want to take that on as a company or not, that's up to us. We might not get sued or we might be okay. And then we'll take down the campaign. Like there's ways to think about it that it's not just, I got the no and so it's done. It's understand the really implications of all the different actions and see if you can bring that into the idea without changing the fundamental concept of the idea is the art. It's times when it's a no and you close the door and you move on too. But I think that's just one thing. So staying on the theme of IP and creativity and maybe even lawyers, <laughs> Pepsi was one of the first brands to really embrace Web3. What practical applications do you see for Web3 and CPG brands? 
Yeah, I see a ton of applications for Web3 and uh, CPG brands. And we uh, we launched something very early on in the Web3 uh, called the Pepsi Mic Drop. It was one of the first NFT platforms, wildly successful, all this stuff. And I think if, as you get into a lot of the Web3 stuff, I think everyone's enamored with the future state of it. Everyone throws out the word metaverse and this and that, which doesn't really exist in its fullest form today yet. Everyone's talking about these NFTs, like there's some Beanie Baby collectibles and they're selling all this money on OpenSea and cryptocurrency and everyone gets kind of jaded with the big stuff. To me, the most foundational and most exciting element is kind of what's under the hood. The blockchain technology, I think, is an absolute game changer for uh, what the web and what the Internet will look like moving forward with this decentralized approach. And the implications for brands are massive in terms of one, I think it'll be a big platform for brands to build communities. So right now, if I want to build a community of people who love Pepsi, there's no real way I can do that other than Twitter and Facebook and all the kind of platforms that are one way opt-in, but it's not the most engaging and more direct kind of thing. And yeah, I could set up a loyalty program like any of these kind of, you know, Marriott, Bonvoy and all that kind of stuff, but then it's a level of personal information. And this is a way for people to participate while still maintaining some of their privacy laws and all the kind of stuff in all the areas around it and engage with people where there's real equity and stuff too, where they can sell their token, resell their token as a creator. There's a huge benefit for creators in this, as you think of the um, secondary sales and how uh, a lot of that manifests. And so there's just everything from, I think, engagement all the way to monetization to how your brand manifests in a more digital world moving forward and in this future metaverse. I think there's so many different ways brands can partake. And so we're having a hard look at it right now. And yeah, there's a lot of barriers and stuff back to the no question right now that we're going through and we got to go in responsibly as an organization, which we're certainly doing. Yeah. One of the things that come to mind is with your NFT success, where's that revenue going? right? That's not like traditional revenue for Pepsi to report on. Yeah. Well, to be clear, we did ours for free. Hmm. So we gave ours out for free. We did not get any secondary sales, but consumers have generated a, a boatload of secondary sales off of our NFT projects that we've done. We've done a couple drops on the mic drop and stuff like that. But right now we are looking at this as a way to more connect and deepen our connection with consumers from an engagement standpoint and build kind of the, the basic building blocks for this future platform we'd see uh, moving forward rather than this isn't like a, a cash grab or anything like that because we don't make any money on it. I think it makes a ton of sense. And frankly, it's a combination of consumer relevance and just kind of making sure that you're participating in a way where consumers actually want to engage. But, but frankly, PepsiCo has been pretty innovative as it relates to diversity of products, looking at what you've done with the whole Gatorade suite and just think, thinking through different ways of going to market. And even if you did charge, I'm not saying you should, you shouldn't, like that's my business. The idea of not just looking at the company as what you have today, but what it could be bringing, I think is is one other story. No, agreed. So one of the things that's been interesting, particularly holistically at PepsiCo, is that when you think about expertise, there's always this idea of having centers of excellence and then figuring out how to democratize throughout the organization. Brand marketing, sales, shopper marketing, e-commerce, there are points where they've got to be decentralized to get that area of expertise. But then- there's also messiness. Retailers are media platforms, media platforms are commerce channels. How do you think about showing up as one PepsiCo to the consumer when everything is freaking foobar? 
I think it's a great insight and it's tough. And we talk about this from a retail standpoint, e-commerce, no matter what you need. It's all about the moment of choice where the consumers are really engaging with your brand in those critical decisions. I think it even comes through to even how you activate too. And it's this concept. I love the word people talk about this word, fidgetal, these fidgetal experiences, right? And how knowing how your brand shows up in real life to how it shows up virtually, how you'd want to uh, connect the dots is really an important thing. And so I think it's just making sure you have a consistent look, feel, perspective of your brand as you move it forward in those spaces. And you look more of what we call omni-channel around consumers. They don't exclusively shop in grocery stores or on e-commerce or in convenience stores. They do all of them. And so you need to have a consistent brand experience through it all. Curious how you're going to answer our famous last question. Sure. What's the bravest thing that you've ever done? Oh my gosh, that's a uh, loaded question. And uh, how, how long do we have here? But um, I can answer it two ways. One is on the, the personal front and one is on the business front, I'd say. On the personal front, I've jumped out of a plane. I've gone skydiving. I've ran with the bulls, gone canyoning. I've done a bunch of stupid stuff over the years. And you can call that brave. <laughs> you could also call that stupid, but I've done that stuff. Then you put the business hat on and kind of the stuff we were talking about today. I wouldn't say there's one big thing like, oh my God, this was that moment where I had the standoff and whatever. I kind of live like a lot of this every day in my day job. You know, like I said, whether it was, it was very brave to start a new brand, to start new brands in our water portfolio when uh, we hadn't started new brands and there was a lot of pressure to say, should we buy a brand or should we use an existing one of our brands and instead created new brands like Bubbly Sparkling Water and Life Water that have become some of the most successful launches in PepsiCo's history. Brave to take some of the risks, like we said, with our legal team or to push our senior leadership to think about some of these things that we were talking about, those examples. It's brave when we uh, venture into NFTs as it's very new. I mean, there's we've created content ourselves, which is brave, um, you know, in terms of we've built TV shows and, and taken a risk with, you know, TikTok and MTV, and we've built a thing called Becoming a Pop Star, and that was an episodic series. And so there, there's a million examples of things that we do and behave as a brands that are actions that I think are brave in their overall setup of how it is. So I don't know that there's a singular answer, but I'd say um, I try to behave like that on a, a daily basis and, and take kind of bold swings uh, for the brand. Well, we love watching your bravery and clearly Pepsi is a place that supports brave individuals like you. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Rachel, that was a ridiculously powerful episode. Now what? What are you going to do differently now that you've listened to Todd and you've been inspired by him? I want to teach my team how to handle objections better because every day they're facing no's and it's so important to help them turn those into yeses. I love that. There's a book I've been recommending to a number of folks on my team called Crucial Conversations. Part of it is how to turn no's into yeses, but it's also about how to kind of bring critical thinking to any decisioning and how to kind of put everything out there on the table. So that's, that's my little recommendation here. But for those of you in the audience, if you like this episode, here are a few others that we think you'll enjoy. Going on the creativity route, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk was on the show last February on what it takes to make a great Super Bowl campaign. What do you think? You should also check out an episode from March 2021 from Walmart's Whitney Cooper, which is about a one-team mindset. 
And boy, have they been uh, living that dream on the whole Walmart Connect, one Walmart situation. So yeah, I mean, she recorded that quite some time ago and it is just as true now as it was before. And I guess also Unilever's Eric Lucari on integrating e-commerce at huge CPGs, which was uh, released earlier in the year. So have a listen, let us know what you think. Sharing is caring. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to share this link with a friend. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, Forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer at Edelman and the host of Touch of Truth, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice. Meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming center stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking. Touch of Truth is available wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I do hope to see you there.